This program is brought to you by BibleWayMedia.org, overseen by the Uloga Church of Christ in Uloga, Oklahoma. You're listening to The Christian Gentleman with Roy Knight. Hello, my name is Roy Knight for The Christian Gentleman. As we left the Yellowstone National Park, we traveled down Highway 191 towards the Great Teton National Park. We had come close to visiting the park on our last trip, but since we were running out of time, we needed to take it off our list. This time, it was our primary stop. As we passed Jackson Lake, the Teton Mountain Range loomed large in the background. We had seen pictures in books and on the internet, and we were looking forward to this spectacular show. In comparison, the highest mountain in South Carolina is Mount Sassafras, which measures a little over 3,500 feet above sea level. The Tetons are an impressive mountain range, which reaches upwards to 13,700 feet above sea level. Our objective was the Snake River Overlook. From that vantage point, we could look down the Snake River a ways and we could see the Great Teton looming in the background. From this vantage point, Ansel Adams took many of his famous pictures. When we arrived, the Tetons were impressive with its jagged spires reaching towards the heavens. The sight was breathtaking and well worth the drive. The thing we were saddened by was that since we had arrived later in the day, the mountain was shrouded in blue haze, which made picture-taking less than ideal. Even though the mountain range was vast, the haze caused there to be a lack of sharpness in the picture quality. It is my hope that one day we can get there early on a crisp morning and see the sunrise on the snow-capped peaks. I find it interesting from a spiritual standpoint that we often see the Bible in much the same way. The Bible is like no other book in the world. It is God's book. It is called the perfect law of liberty in James 1.25. God wants us to see this book in its true sense so that we may abide by it and live with him forever in eternity. Yet today, many see this awesome book as in a haze. What has shrouded this great book are the denominational doctrines, traditions, and prejudices that mankind has created over the years. Oftentimes, these beliefs are false or additions or even deletions from God's words. Paul addressed the same thing whenever he wrote to the Christians in Corinth. Many of the Jews who were coming out from Judaism into Christianity saw the New Testament through the eyes of the Old Testament law. They could not see that it was a different law altogether. Thus Paul wrote saying, But their minds were blinded, for until this day the same veil remained unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament, because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their hearts. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. And the same thing with many today. We perceive that we see things clearly, but in actuality, the picture is distorted. In the book of Acts, we see a man who believes that what he is doing and teaching is right, but in truth, he was wrong. He would profess to see clearly, but in actuality, his vision was blurred. 
Acts chapter 18 verse 24 and 25 says, Now a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord, though he knew only the baptism of John. Verse 26 goes on to say, When Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. In the next chapter, in verses 1 through 7, Paul meets twelve disciples who were likewise baptized into John's baptism. They believed that they saw clearly, but again, their vision was distorted because of what they had learned from others. After being taught correctly, Paul took them and baptized them into the name of Jesus. What can help us to see the Bible more clearly? First of all, we must put away from us man-made teachings that seek to supplant the Word of God. Many of the doctrines that are a part of people's thinkings are not found in the Bible. They have originated over the centuries and have come upon us as a tidal wave. Today, books and movies advocate ideas that appear to be spiritual, but at second glance are not biblical at all. These thoughts need to be put away from us. Second, as John said, test the spirits in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1. This simply means that we test everything that we hear before we accept it to be true. Testing what we hear does not mean that we are questioning our faith in Jesus, but it means that we are testing what we know about Him, how we worship Him, as well as how we are saved. That is what the Bereans were doing in Acts chapter 17. When the Apostle Paul came to town and began preaching in the synagogue, they didn't simply accept everything that he said as truth. It says of the Bereans that these were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Acts chapter 17 and verse 11. They tested the word of Paul and would not accept them as truth until they had compared them with God's word. We must do the same as well. One question that has helped me to discern truth from error is this. Where do you find it in the Bible? This question will be your best friend whenever you are listening to others in spiritual matters. Third, read the Bible. The best way to take down the haze that prevents us from seeing the Bible is to read the Bible. Sadly, people would rather read a book about the Bible than to read the actual thing. This is where many get off track. Books about the Bible oftentimes incorporate biases and beliefs of the author that may or may not be true. The Bible can be read and understood all on its own. Some things may be difficult to understand at first, but the more we read, the more we study, the more we can comprehend how God wants us to direct our lives. What a stunning sight to see the Tetons on a clear, crisp day. But how much more beautiful are the words of our Lord whenever they are unencumbered by the haze of human thinking? It can be done if we take the effort to put God first in our lives. If you would like to know more about God's Word, you can contact my friends at the Ulaga Church of Christ, or you can email me directly at 
stgeorgecfc at yahoo.com. That's stgeorgecfc at yahoo.com. I would love to hear from you. That's all I have for right now. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. May the Lord bless you as you seek to do His will, and I'll see you next time on The Christian Gentleman. We thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting us at BibleWaveMedia.org. You can also find us on several uh, social media platforms now. We hope you enjoyed this program. We hope you will share with others. And as always, we thank you for listening.